Hey everyone, this is Aaron and Juwan and you're listening to Wellness for Real People. This show is for people who are on the go, busy, and looking for ways to live their best lives. We focus on wellness topics in mindfulness, exercise, diet, and sleep, and share quick actionable tactics to improve your health and wellness. We're not perfect, but we're trying to get a little better each day. Let's grow on this journey together. Did you know that loneliness can have a devastating effect on your long-term health? According to this article from Harvard Health, loneliness boosts your risk for artery, artery disease, stroke, depression, high blood pressure, uh, declining thinking skills, inability to perform daily living tasks, and even an early death. So today we're going to talk about loneliness and three ways uh, to build community uh, be be happier, you know, and be ultimately be healthier through community. So uh, welcome back to another episode of Wellness for Real People. My name is Juwan, and I'm here with my co-host, Aaron. And I'm uh, really excited to get into this topic today because it's something that, you know, we don't talk about very often. And it's something that, you know, I think really was on the rise during the pandemic, right, when we were, uh, you know, shut down, quarantined, and and really take a lot of these things for granted, you know, and just kind of bunker down. And, you know, and then, you know, as we're coming out of it, you know, really starting to try to get back into a, a, a sense of normalcy, uh, a routine of things, and starting to rebuild some of those networks and those communities, maybe that we had let uh, 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 fall off a little bit during that time. So, you know, before we get into it, you know, Aaron, what were your just kind of initial thoughts after reading the uh, the article? Yeah, I think the, the most shocking part was kind of how they kicked things off and about how complicated loneliness is. Um, you know, you could feel lonely when you lack friends and miss companionship. You know, we've all kind of been through that experience, like you said, during the pandemic or at some point in our lives. Uh, but they even mentioned like you can even feel that when you're surrounded by people, like even friends and family members. So one of the things that struck me was how the article talked about that component uh, and how, you know, you could take an approach of looking inward because there might be something inward that you're lacking in terms of connection with the people that you're around or or something is just not quite clicking. So super excited to dive into this article and discuss more with you. Great, great. So I like that they offered, you know, kind of three uh, big steps for, um, you know, combating loneliness um, and and rebuilding that, that sense of connection and community. You know, the first one they talked about was really seeking like-minded souls. And I think that's really, really important. Like you said, you can have people all around you, but still feel lonely. And I think part of that comes from just feeling like nobody understands me, understands what I'm going through, right? Nobody gets me. And I think that uh, one way to, to 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 get that connection is to find other people like you, your tribe, right? And so they say, start by considering your interests. You know, are you a voracious reader? Do you love history? You love movies? You know, are you a gardener? Are you a foodie? You know, puppy parent, athlete, right? Try to find communities that connect with your your interests and your your passions, you know? And, and so maybe that's learning a new skill in that area. Like learning, if you're a foodie, learning how to cook, you know, a certain type of meal, going to cooking classes, or, you know, maybe that's learning to speak another language if you love to travel. You know, search for online groups or in-person meetups, uh, volunteer activities, or classes that match, you know, some of those interests that you'd like to try. Any thoughts there, Aaron? Yeah, no, I think that's the big one is just trying to find those like-minded souls in, in terms of people that have the same interests as you. And it can be tough, too, because sometimes you might feel intimidated by 
the friends or family that are around you to be yourself truly. And, you know, you might have a hobby that they don't agree with or they're not interested in or who who knows, right? There could be a million different scenarios, but there's always going to be like either an online group or in-person group or somewhere where you can try to find some of that connection. So it's a really good place to start. Yeah. Um, you know, they say once you join a group, you'll need to take part in it regularly in order to build bonds. So it's not like you can just show up once and then everything. And you're like, oh, man, I'm fulfilled. I'm good. <laughs> right. Right. So we have to be mindful of that, that it takes time to build those relationships and, and forge those uh, connections. It takes a little bit of commitment. And I think we have to be aware of that, of, you know, not trying to spread ourselves too thin and do too much. Right. So maybe start with one or two and just kind of kind of build uh, you know, from there, you know, one thing that I started getting into recently, uh, just thinking about like-minded souls, uh, and bringing this home was, you know, uh, recently got a new grill, right. A smoker, smoker, right. And, and there's this whole community around specifically around, you know, this particular type of smoker, the Traeger, right. And they call it the Traeger hood. And it's just a lot of fun. You know, there's an online, you know, you know, you know, groups that talk about these things and I have friends, right. We talk about it, you and I, and, and other friends, we're always just sharing ideas and recipes and, you know, and then, you know, inviting folks over to have some of the food that we cook. And it's been this really interesting way that I didn't anticipate. I bought it to make really good food, but what I've found is that it's also helping me develop just a community just around, you know, the, 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 the cooking of different, different food and, and bringing people together to eat and, you know, nourish, nourish, nourish ourselves and have fun and, 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 you know, just enjoy time together. So that's one of the, um, unexpected, unanticipated benefits, uh, that, uh, of this new interest or hobby, uh, that I just wanted to, to share. Oh, that's a, that's fantastic. Um, and then number two uh, on the suggestions was to create opportunities. This is interesting because I think it's something that, you know, I struggle with is like kind of being an introvert. Sometimes I don't think that uh, I need to be the one to like create the group or create the uh, the organization, but it is something that can be done. And what I've noticed is when you get around people that have similar interests as you, it's a lot easier to be the one to kind of facilitate that creation. Um, and then the article, you know, talks about one of the recommendations is like, you know, all it takes is like three people, you know, you can read books, you can watch a TV show, have a dinner group, whatever it is. But uh, again, you know, make those consistent either weekly or monthly, and they can include all kinds of different ways you can create gatherings around game nights, trivia nights, meditation, walking, running groups, uh, cooking, as Jawan mentioned, <laughs> shopping, et cetera. So, you know, the people that you invite to these groups don't have to be your friends. They just have to be people that have the same interests as you and that, you know, are willing to get to know better. So it could be neighbors, could be acquaintances, folks you meet online. Um, but if they're really interested, pin down some dates and times and then just try it, you know, take those early steps and try to get out there. Uh, and the, the article also recommends to not be timid. Uh, you know, let's just get our calendars out and let's schedule this and try it and see how it goes. And what you'll find is something like, you know, we found too, Juwan, like when we started our own organization, we didn't know what we were doing at the time, but it just spiraled and it just turned into this massive thing. It started with just four of us chatting about some of the issues and things that we were going through. And then before you know it, 15, 20 years later, the thing's still going, you know? So it's one of those things where creating those opportunities is a little scary at first, but can be so rewarding. And I think about some of the people I'm still connected with to this day happened because of that group and what we created back then. Yeah. 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 One of the uh, ideas that was really interesting to me uh, was uh, in terms of creating opportunities was, you know, they said one idea is just to 
uh, create day trips to nearby towns. And I thought that was kind of cool because, yeah. you know, uh, it's an easy way to get to know somebody a little bit more um, while you're just traveling, you know, on the road um, and also see something new. Right. And so I find quite often, you know, living in a big city uh, that I just get stuck in my little bubble, you know, in my neighborhood or surrounding neighborhoods. And I have my places I like to go to eat or to do this or to do that. Right. It's just very easy to get, you know, um, uh, stuck in a routine and in a rut. But every time I just, you know, take a little bit of time to go somewhere, even if it's 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour outside of town and just see a new place, it kind of opens up my eyes. I'm like, wow, you know, the world really is a beautiful place. And our, our our state is a really beautiful place. And there's a lot that I haven't seen or explored, you know, and it's just a lot of fun. So I want to I want to try to do more of those day trips to nearby towns. And, you know, something we try to do as a family, you know, um, at least once a quarter. But I want to maybe start maybe just incorporate inviting a few friends to come along and just, you know, building more community through that. But, uh, yeah, there were some great ideas in terms of, you know, uh, creating these opportunities. And I, I think that's the key word, right? You have to, like you mentioned, create it. It has to be a proactive thing that you do. And especially around getting that calendar out. I think nothing happens until we put it on the calendar. Yeah. So I'll give an example. I have um, uh, a, 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 a friend, uh, a, a, a couple that we hang out with regularly. Um, and they were kind of a loose, a loose friendship. Um, before, but we started doing these destination dinners, especially during uh, the pandemic, because we all we have this interest of love and passion of uh, travel. But we couldn't go anywhere when we were locked. <laughs> in. And what if we, you know, bring the world to us and we just make the world on a plate? So we would, you know, every month, once a month, get together and try, you know, try to cook a different cuisine from a different, you know, a different country. And it became a lot of fun, something we were looking forward to. And, uh, you know, just something we decided to do once. But then we had so much fun. We just kept doing it over and over and over again. And the most important thing, I think, to making that happen uh, was set the next meeting before the end of the first one. So before we depart, we say, when are we meeting again? Let's get it on the calendar. Do we always make it? Do things come up? Yes. But at least we have something nailed down that we're looking forward to. And it just keeps that, you know, that momentum building. And because we've been able to do that now over time for, you know, quite some time. And now we, you know, we find we've, we've created much closer bonds uh, together um, and has some really cool, cool experiences and moments. And so I think this is really, really important to, to be, like we mentioned, to be proactive and um, really make sure that we're diligent about getting these things on the calendar because we're just all so busy. and we It's so easy to forget if it's not on the calendar. Not for sure. And then step three or uh, tip number three was really brushing up on so your social skills. And so th really thinking about how do we come across, um, I think is really, really important. So Dr. Olds talked about, you know, it makes a huge difference uh, when you can be enthusiastic rather than just sitting there hoping someone will realize how interesting you <laughs> are, you know, and I have that, uh, I, 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 I can attest to that, right? I can be very uh, shy. I can be uh, very introverted, Right. And I have a lot to say when I actually, you know, get, in, get 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 to speaking with somebody and we're talking about something I'm interested in. Uh, but but if not, then I'm just usually pretty quiet and off to, you know, to myself. But I think it's really, really important to be conscious and aware of that. Like, you know, some like you mentioned, sometimes it's something internal that we create can create our own loneliness by the energy that we may, uh, you know, uh, unintentionally give out. Right. Being maybe 
seeming unapproachable in these kinds of things. Um, uh, so some tips to practice, they mentioned, you know, uh, you know, smile more. They say smiling is more welcoming and inviting and hospitable to others, you know, try to be engaging. So think about, you know, it's kind of stressful sometimes when you meet new people or in new environments. Like, well, I don't know what, what to do talk, talk about. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but, you know, one thing I find that people love to talk about is themselves, right? Yes. <laughs> they're passionate about. So one thing I like to just ask people, like, what are you interested in? Not what do you do? That's like the yeah, first thing. No, everybody's like, they don't necessarily always care about what they do. I guess right. it depends on the group setting. But most of the time, they, you know, they're doing a job. They're just doing a job you know right. like ah, and, you know that puts them in a different space where they're thinking about negative things or work stress or whatever so yeah i like that yeah but we all have something we're interested in you know yeah. so let's talk about that and let, i want to know why you're interested in and you know how long how long you've been into it and what you've learned from it right just all these different questions can stem from that you can have a really great conversation just by you know opening it up and just being a little more um engaging um, being interested in others. I think somebody said, maybe it was Dale Carnegie or, you know, if you want to be interesting, be interested in others. Um, and so the other tip they mentioned was, you know, be a good listener. So listen in a, uh, in a way that someone realizes that you're paying attention. So really active listening, you know, eye contact, maybe you nod your head or, you know, give some affirmations like nodding mm -hmm, or, you know, just giving some feedback that lets people know um, that you're connected, that you're with them. Uh, and then uh, an another great tip is just ask follow up questions. So, uh, you know, that's just diving deeper into, you know, some of the things that that, that people say. Um, and I think that's really, really can be really, really powerful. You know, people don't know how much you want, how deep you want to go into it unless you ask that follow up question. But if you if you if you're curious and you follow up, um, you know, you can have a really, really great conversations and lead to a deeper exchange. So um, these were some awesome tips just around, uh, you know, getting getting brushing up with those social skills, getting getting back out there, helping to build build that uh, connection and community. Um, and, and and counteract, you know, those feelings of loneliness. So uh, any last final thoughts or ideas that, you know, big takeaways from the article? Yeah, I think the biggest one is just trying to, you know, step outside of your little circle. Uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of the article about how you can feel lonely, even if you're surrounded by people, you could be in a full house and still feel lonely. Um, so, you know, trying to develop those interactions in those different groups or or connections with people that have similar interests Things is going to make all the difference. And then, you know, the article kind of wraps up like ultimately a wide variety of interactions contributes to well-being, whether you're talking to a cashier at the supermarket, a neighbor, an old friend or a new one, uh, all these things can help you to feel less lonely. So it just comes back to like really putting yourself out there uh, and, and starting to make those connections and, and, and try to address that loneliness from that perspective. Like a lot of the times it's just something inwards going on. And, you know, the best way to kind of get over that is to start trying and just seeing how these things go. Absolutely. Like always, you know, if if you're experiencing, you know, you know, deep, deep loneliness and it's chronic and you just feel like there's no way you can get through it. Um, I think it's really, really important that you, you know, you seek help, uh, talk with your healthcare team, uh, maybe meet with a the therapist, uh, but don't suffer in silence. Um, there's plenty of resources out there and and, and definitely want to make sure that we tap into that, you know, when, when, and if, uh, and if we need it. Uh, but uh, hopefully you found some great ideas uh, to help you on your journey. And uh, we'll be back with more uh, great health and wellness uh, ideas with Wellness for Real People in the next episode. Until then, take care. Thanks, everybody.
Thank you for tuning in to Wellness for Real People. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have enjoyed this episode, please hit subscribe. And if you know someone who could benefit from this episode, please share it with them. Sharing is caring. So we just want to thank you for being a part of our community. We got many more episodes to come. And if you have any questions or want to learn more about Can Do Tea, visit us on our website at candotea.com.